Welcome to another Chokeslam Wrestling Report, and I am your host, Ultimate One, coming to you live from New York City on a Christmas Eve morning. And today, we're going to talk about the state of the professional wrestling industry in 2019. As you guys well know, there were great matches, there were good shows, there were we had the WWE uh, expanding to Fox Sports, we had AEW, the launch of AEW, and their first pay-per-view double or nothing. New Japan's Pro Wrestling's um, G1 Climax shows, they went crazy. Impact uh, uh, bought Access Channel. Uh, we have MLW right now growing. Ring of Honor pretty much sinking as the day as days go on. So we're going to talk about all that. So let's start off with um, WWE. WWE, um, as you well know, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie, and Triple H came out a year ago and decided that they were going to tell us that they're going to bring fresh matches fresh shows fresh food everything was going to be new they brought up nxt stars like champa gargano alistair black um who else they brought up uh ricochet and they put them in tag team matches they teamed them up at one point we saw um cesaro and sheamus wrestle gargano and champa and this is where champa got hurt Cesaro, uh, not Cesaro, I mean Sheamus hit him with a stiff shot, cost him, I guess, his neck to get re-injured as he was trying to recuperate, he had a nigga injury, and here Champa was out for like months. So then we go back to the WrestleMania, WrestleMania was eight hours long, we don't know why you putting eight hours worth of WrestleMania, you're putting everybody on the card, some people don't deserve to be in the card, I remember when we used to watch WrestleMania when we were young, if you made it, to the car, you made it to the car. If you didn't, you didn't. That was the end of it. You know, not everybody makes it to WrestleMania. And WWE lately has been trying to put everybody on WrestleMania. So that was a disaster. Even though they did do the first woman's main event in a WrestleMania, just to claim this shit. You know, Ronda Rousey against Becky Lynch, which I think Becky Lynch was just being pushed down our throats, which I don't care for her. And then they put up with Charlotte, another girl who they've tried to throw down our throat. Then we have the Seth Rollins uh, world title ring, which his match with Rock, Brock Lesnar and WrestleMania was uh, pretty much dumb because then he was claiming he beat Brock Lesnar when we all know he cheap shot Brock Lesnar in the nuts and then pinned him. So his claim was nothing. And then he got into a, a senseless feud with uh, Baron Corbin and, and this feud all summer long. Then he gets on Twitter, wants to talk crap about Will Ospreay, who's way better wrestler than him, who was hot in New Japan. Wants to get into a back and forth talking about how much money he has, being a fool like he always was, and what he always did during the whole year. Then he was uh, getting into it was where then he talked bad about John Moxley because Moxley left and now it was fresh and new, and he was stuck in WWE, you know, trying to play the company man. So. We had to deal with his bull crap. Then we had Brock Lesnar come back. And Kofi Kingston had won the world title in WrestleMania, being the first black WWE champion, only to get uh, made a fool out of on the first debut of SmackDown on Fox Sports. And pretty much the Brock Lesnar annihilated um, Kofi Kingston in five seconds so they could then go and promote Cain Velasquez, which Cain Velasquez ended up going to Saudi Arabia and lose to Brock in two minutes. 
the Saudi Arabia shows were another disaster. Okay, the uh, Saudi Arabia shows where uh, the wrestlers had to find 108 degrees in the ring, the and Rajat, and then the Goldberg versus Undertaker match, which was a disaster, another disaster because Goldberg ended up busting his head against the ring post. He botched the, uh, I think it was, I forgot the the yeah he botched the the spear, not the spear, the I think the suplex. He almost killed the fucking Undertaker at that match, so. It's it's just was disaster disaster. It was a bad year for WWE, all because they were trying to out move AEW. AEW had not even started the promotion. It wasn't until October when they launched their shows, and they were still trying to do all the things they can do. Meanwhile, AEW was doing their thing. Whatever the shows sucked or not, they were still doing their thing. I mean, those like little pot shots at WWE. A WWE was too concentrating on them. You know, so it, it was just a disaster after disaster after disaster. And let's not forget the wrestlers getting stuck in Saudi Arabia. It was just awful, very, very awful. I mean, I'm surprised the only reason that WWE still runs because of NXT. NXT um, is the place to be. They got a good matches. Their matches are fresh. Everything because Triple H is running that. So when they brought up NXT in the middle of October, to go to go against Raw and SmackDown for the Survivor Series, I was very surprised that they actually left NXT and win Survivor Series. You know, so that was something that it took me by, by shock. It shocked me. So, you know, I don't know what WWE is gonna do right now, but the fact that they're giving awards and WWE Center Stage, I think it's tonight, and they're giving Ricochet Breakout Star. Of the year when the guy's been in the business for 16 years, it's a slap to the face. They got the most talent, the most talent in, um, they got the most talent in professional wrestling. Their roster is stacked, but they don't use everybody. You know, they they they, they make a mockery of everybody. They don't want to let go of guys. Yeah, I'm surprised they let uh, Luke Harper go. They let go Sincada, which Sincada don't mean crap to me because that's not the original. People just don't listen to me. That's not the original. Um. And top it off, they make a mockery even more worse when they brought that 24-7 title who used to be the, the biggest Royal Rumble title that uh, Braun Strowman won the year before. And they just changed the, the, the plate. They just redid the plate. And so that got these fools going running after each other in these shows, making a mockery of our wrestling. So WWE right now, 2020, they don't get these things straight. They're going to continue to lose fans. They suffer a lot. When it came to um, putting seats in the buildings, they lost a lot of fans this year, and they're going to continue losing fans if they don't get their shit together. The Raw and the SmackDown shows are horrible. They are horrible. And I don't care what you do. You brought in Bray Wyatt back in a new character called The Fiend, and yet you still have not pushed this man like he's supposed to. And he's the universal champion. And the fact that you killed his character and held himself against Seth Rollins, that was it. It's done. So we'll see what happens. Now that Seth Rollins is a heel, he teaming up with AOP, and as of last night, I saw that they attacked Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen. Probably going to be three-way between Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio against AOP and Seth Rollins. I just hope they don't do the new and improved shield because I really don't care for that. Anyway, we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. So let's talk about AEW. AEW, listen, the matches are great. All their matches are great. I mean, there's certain wrestlers that I feel that they should be pushing and some wrestlers that if you're not going to use them, get rid of them. First of all, I could run down a couple of guys. I'm not supposed to. Sonny Kiss, why is he there? I, I, I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Not because of what he is. It's just he doesn't bring anything. Doesn't bring me, I, I want to sit down and watch Sonny Kiss. I don't. All this uh, twerking crap, it's not part of professional wrestling. I don't, it's, uh, that, I don't care for that. And if I'm hitting some people's sore spot, hey, it is what it is. Sonny Kiss does not bring seats to the arenas. I don't. I mean, it's, it's not something I will want to bring my kids around. I'll tell you that much right now. So that's my, that's my problem. Peter Avalon. Avalon should be pushed better than what he's being pushed right now. And, uh, and Leva Bates. Them two, they're just, they're just jobbers. Same with Brandon Cutler. Uh, they right now the uh, who was the other Alex Reynolds and Mark Silver. Those guys were being uh, jobbers. Now they're part of the Dark Order. Um, so that's one of my problems. There you got all these wrestlers. You got Joey Janela. You rarely see him. You have Sean Spears. You rarely see him. Now you got Sean Spears trying to get look for a tag team partner, so they could um, team him up with somebody. Who's gonna be his tag team partner? You got too many tag teams in, in AEW. Too many. Too many. You just brought in uh, Butch and Bunny. What the, their status is that they lost to Cody and Darby Allen? We don't know. You still got the number one contender, probably powerful, aka LAX. They're still LAX to me. Um, number one contenders for the AEW title. You got Frankie Kazarian and, and Scorpio Sky as the champion, which I think that those belts should be off of them. They like they won the titles, now it's time to take them off. Uh, the Young Bucks are still going to be the Young Bucks. You got Best Friends. They're really not using them like they're supposed to. The Lucha Bros, are they heel or fan favorites? That's my question. I love Lucha Bros. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love them. Private Party, love them too. House of Glory, uh, uh, boys, you know. Um, what's going to happen? Too many tag teams, too many cults, too many uh, groups. You got the Inner Circle. Now you got Dark Order. Now you got the... Nightmare Collective. Now you're gonna have uh, who else are you gonna bring in? I mean, you're getting too much stuff. And then the elite situation, they're all over the place. Now you got uh, Brian, um, not Brian, I'm sorry, Adam Page right now. Don't know if he's gonna turn heel or not. He looked like he, he, he's over here teasing the heel. He's not. The team that he teamed up with Kenny Omega last week, he closed line, clo- um, he buckshot him by mistake in the Lucha Bros match. Gonna turn heel or not? What's gonna happen to Michael Nakazawa after being attacked with Pac? Is he gonna be part of the Dark Order? Because he took one of those little uh, stickers off the wall from the advertisements they had. So too many questions to ask. Um, you got Young Bucks feeding with Proud and Powerful, but then now they're feeding with Dark Order. Frank, uh, Frank and Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Who's gonna be the next challenger? I'm thinking a Proud and Powerful. Sammy Guerrero keeps losing in these three ta- three-way tag teams or six-man tag team. 
Chris Jericho, is he going to lose the belt to Mockley? And Jericho needs to tone, um, tone down. That guy, is, he looks overweight. When is Jake Hager going to wrestle? So there's a lot of things that, that too many questions with AEW. Now, do I think AEW is not doing any better than W? Hell no. AEW is doing great. I'd rather watch AEW, sit down and watch AEW, than watch WWE. And there's more, there's better matches, better matches. The only thing is the storyline. And uh, sometimes, here's another problem that I have. It's the women's division. The women's division, now you got Chris Stanlander, Britt Baker, you got Awesome Khan, you got Nyla Rose, you got Ali, I mean, you got Mercedes Martinez, you got Swole. You have a good talent, a woman, but what are you going to do? Britt Baker, first of all, Britt Baker shouldn't even be there anymore. Britt Baker is just botch master. She just botches matches when she hits. She doesn't hit with, with intensity. She doesn't do it. I won't be surprised if she leaves NXT, even though she was one of the first ones to sign with AEW. You know, so I won't be surprised she's gonna join her boyfriend in NXT, Adam Cole. So I won't be surprised at that. So, well, we will see, and we'll be right back with the next promotion. And we're back. So now we're gonna talk about New Japan. New Japan. Uh, New Japan started off good at Wrestle Kingdom, as we know. Um, um, I think Tadahashi beat Kenny Omega for the belt at the beginning of Wrestle Kingdom. Then after the next show after that, um, uh, Jay White became the IWGP champion. And um, it set off a lot of a lot of stuff afterwards because then the New Japan Cup was um, uh, was uh, was the next big event. They had eight wrestlers challenge for the cup and the winner of that gets a shot at the IWGP champion. And of course, Okada won that, and it led up to the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden, which I was privileged to watch that match between him and Okada. And the fact that New Japan came to Madison Square Garden was uh, uh, it was like my WrestleMania when I saw that. And I'm a big New Japan fan. Um, but right after that, the, um, the once Okada won his belt back at, at Madison Square Garden, it pretty much uh, set off everything else for the... Um, for the rest of the summer, we saw John Mockley made his appearance in New Japan. Also, Jericho showed up at New Japan. So already by then, AEW already was um, in full motion. So um, John Mockley ended up winning the IWGP US title away from Juice Robinson in the first match. And that set off for the summer for the G1 Climax, which is one of my favorite tournament of the summer. I love it. I love watching on the uh, those tournaments so that set off um that set off of the um the uh g1 climates tournament um that summer and moxley did pretty well he won the first five matches but they didn't make the finals um as he lost to i think it was evil um rob i think he lost to robson again uh i'm not sure who all he lost but he lost the rest of the next five matches so, and then um, the winner of that, of the uh, the, uh, the IWGP G1 Climax Tournament was Kota Ibushi. Ibushi ended up beating Okada, which now leads to what we're going to see next year at Wrestle Kingdom, which is Okada versus Ibushi for the IWGP belt. Wrestle Kingdom is going to be two days straight, January 4th, 5th, and then we got New Year's Dash. So, already... 
New Japan for for 2020 is going to be recorded. It's going to be crazy. The World Tag League they had in this past December was won by Juice Robinson and David Finley. So they'll probably get a title shot at the Gorillas of Destinies. Bullet Club still are strong. A lot of people are like, oh, Bullet Club is dead because the elite left them, whatever. First of all, the elite, yes, they were part of Bullet Club. They made it exciting, whatever, but they took the little elitist style and took it for themselves. And we're trying to bury Bullet Club in Japan. I'm glad that Tamatanga took over. As you guys know, they're doing this year in New Japan. Kenta, who was known as uh, Otami and NXT, joined Bullet Club after he turned on uh, Ishii in a tag team match. And he turned on Shibata. So um, he's now the never open weight champion in Japan at the wrestling Ishii in a match where he caught a concussion, he still wrestled that way and still won the match. So Kenta is a strong mofo. So um, that was great to see. Um, we saw some great events. Um, some of them were good. Some were, were in the Royal Quest in August. I thought it was going to be way better than it is. It wasn't all that. And then they kind of slowed down after the IWGP um, G1 Climax tournament. And they went to King, uh, the King of Pro where uh, their matches are pretty good. Um, but right now, we could start looking at New Japan as what's coming up. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom is going to be very interesting because Jay White is the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Naito, who's been saying it all year long that he wants to be the first double champ, and now it looks like Naito and Jay White are going to go at it, and then Ibushi is going to go in Kenta. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Kenta. Ibushi is going to go at the Okada. So those matches are going to happen on January 4th. And the winner of those matches are going to face off on January 5th. You see? New Japan, great. They built this up for a year. And this is the difference between New Japan, AEW, and WWE. They built this stuff for a year. So you, that format has made New Japan the last six years great. It has made them competitive. They may have slowed down a little bit. Some of the shows are not great, but we'll see. Then we have now, we can go right now to the next one, which I, I will rank. I'm ranking, I'm calling them out as I'm in my head as I rank them. To me, the number four promotion right now that is hot is MLW. MLW, Major League Wrestling, right now is the hottest thing going on right now. The fact that Jacob Fatu is the world champion and they matches and they it's, it's especially with the contract unit in there, feuding with the Von Erichs, uh, Ross and uh, Marshall, who are the sons of uh, Kevin Von Erich, is is right there. And the feud alone, and the fact that Tom Lawler turned heel, it's just the whole concept is great. I love it. It's it's like they get to see um, you get to see wrestlers from Mexico also that you don't really get to see here in the United States. See them in AAA. They had a they had a, a, a working relationship with Crash, which is a Mexican promotion, but because of Teddy Hart's um, little selfish attitude, cost them the working relationship. But again, MLW knows how to deal with stuff, and they're now working with AAA. So with that, uh, that with that move, right now you may see Roosh working with MLW. You may see now Killer Cross supposedly sign. With MLW because he got let go by Impact. Got the Impact with trying to hold him because he didn't want to work with them. But now MLW has Killer Cross. You got now um, 
the Triple H just made a new fashion with Rouge up there with Killer Cross, um, La Park, LA Park, and I believe who else wasn't in that in that faction. It's called the the faction of La Ingobernables. They're a new faction right now coming in to MLW. So that's that's that'd be cool. But they also have it in Ring of Honor. Who knows? Ring of Honor may have a working relationship with MLW. They're gonna need it because 2020 don't look good for them. So MLW right now is a hot promotion. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see if I could get a chance to see them in July of next year in Melrose Ballroom in New York City to get to see them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and other news uh, as far as MLW, they have in Fightland. I think in February, Joseph uh, Jacob Fatu is going to wrestle AEW SEMA. Uh, for the world title so that's something to look forward to guys and you should be ready for a good 2020 when it comes to mlw mlw is going to make a lot of noise so we'll be right back so now we're going to go to impact impact uh a lot of fans i was having issues with them all summer long once um, anthem bought access channel they were going off the roof oh Impact now is going to be better than AEW. Impact is going to be better than Ring of Honor. Impact is going to be better than WWE. I'm sorry to say for Impact fans, and I know you may not like or agree or disagree with me, but Impact right now not making no noise at all. It's so, so quiet. I mean, the, the only thing that's right now hot that I'm really looking forward to for Impact is when Tessa Blanchard wrestled Sammy Callahan for the world title. As you guys know, Brian Cage lost the belt. To Sammy Callahan and a steel cage match a week after Bound for Glory, and um, it's but after that, Impact has not been making no noise. They're stuck with old wrestlers. They got Rhino, they got RVD, they got Tommy Dreamer. Those guys are not making you no money. Why are you riding with these guys? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got the Rascals, you got the North, but ride with those guys. Bring in more guys in there why don't you guys even try to ever attempt to get marty scroll who's a hot item out there no you stuck with these guys from 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 oecw rvd now is a heel and he's walking around like having sex with two come on what's going on with this other day i just sat down just to watch uh, sammy Callahan do a promo and all of a sudden i had to turn it off right away when i saw tessa blanchard come on i was like, oh, okay it's good but right behind tommy dreamer I think it was Rhino. Oh, I was like, oh, it just kills me. It just, I don't want to see this. I mean, Impact could do better. Impact was doing so great the beginning of this year. Fans got their heads swelled up the minute they bought Access Channel. They thought, oh, we got Access. Not everybody has Access Channel. Not everybody. You know? And they should do some cross promotion with New Japan. That That's the way I'm looking at it. Because now Ring of Honor is not working, has no working release to New Japan anymore. You know? Which I'll get to because I'm gonna tell you why Ring of Honor is is a dead ship in the sea, but it's it's I'm like come on, Impact, I know you could do better than that. You're doing great. And I know you lost a lot of wrestlers. You lost Santana Ortiz. Uh, I think you lost Johnny Impact. Um, who was your loss? Uh, you lost Killer Cross because you want to be asshole about it. You keep losing wrestlers and you kept losing wrestlers over and over. You lost uh, uh, Scarlett Bardot. You, you lost, and then you your fan base acted like when you got Access Channel that you're gonna blow everybody out of the box. You're not blowing anybody out of the box. You're not heard of. You're not even, you're not even being talked about. So 
I think NXT, uh, Impact could do way better than what they're doing right now. I think um, their management are cheap with money. They don't want to do nothing. They, they're grimy. And I don't care what anybody tells me. Ed Nordholm is he's cheap. And his little buddies, his higher-ups are cheap also. Let's go to now to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. The reason Ring of Honor is in the state that it is is because of the shadiness and everything that left off, led off to this. And me and my buddy, Dean uh, Santiago for Turnbuckle Tabloid, we're talking about it this weekend, and I did call his show, and I refer, and I made a point where everything started to fall apart for Ring of Honor. When the elite left Ring of Honor, including with the SCU, which about eight wrestlers left out of there, they try to uh, replace it with mid-card wrestlers. You brought in Juice Robinson, Bandito, Mark Haskin, Dan, Dan Williams, um, who else was it? Bandito, I think I mentioned that, David Finley, and Emma. Um, uh, so you try to replace that to go against a few with um, Bully Ray, the Briscoes, Silas Young, and I forgot who was the other one. But it was not going to be the same. So you went off with that, and Jay Lethal was the one guy who was the world champion at that time. And Matt Taven was the hottest heel at that time because he had his own world title, and it was going to be something. So I remember when they did the first show in January called Honor Rising, something like that. That show was horrible. And I was like, hmm, it's not a good way to start the year, but let me give it time. Then we're forward to the anniversary show. The anniversary show was a decent show. You had PCO and Brody for wrestling against uh, against the Briscoe. That was a good few. You had Matt Taven and Jay Lito going in an hour title match, which, I mean, it was crazy. Marty Scurll was involved in between that feud. But now let's forward G1 Supercar. Now, you guys remember back in 2018, Ring of Honor announced that they were coming to Madison Square Garden. WWE interfered and tried to block them from using the building because WWE was no other promotion that comes to the garden. But little did WWE knew that Madison Square Garden was, well, you're not using our building because you'd be in the Barclays Center most of the time. So, yes, um, you're right. You may, you know, you may send your lawyers and everything to block it. You may have something there. New Japan got involved with their lawyers and WWE backed off giving Ring of Honor a chance to get the building with New Japan and make a great big card. But we knew New Japan was going to put their show. Their show was going to be off the book. You know what I'm saying? Off the hook, actually. That's what I meant to say. New Japan, had they ready their matches, they used some of the wrestlers for Ring of Honor. But Ring of Honor, instead of saying, well, let's put a bigger bigger um, card on our side to make it more exciting and let them everybody knows uh, that Ring of Honor is for real. Well, by then, Jet January had came. They lost to Elite. No more Kenny Omega. No more Young Bucks. No more Cody Rose. No more um, SCU. Whatever. Next thing you know, uh, they put a weak card. But their card was, they had, the only card that was pretty good was a three-way ladder match between Marty Scroll, Matt Taven, and Jay Lito. The other matches they had there was Kelly Klein versus, I think, Sumi Sakai. I think it was that match. She won the world title. They introduced the allure, who is 
uh, Velvet Sky, Angelina Love, Mandy DeLeon. It was stupid. Uh, I left people in the mask going like, what? Then they had the, the uh, Bully Ray made a challenge on TV that it was going to be New York, his hometown, and he was calling out people. I'm thinking somebody from the past is going to come and go out and flip Gordon again. I'm like, no. And I love Flip Gordon, and I love everything he stands for. But then I think Silas Young ended up teaming up with Bully Ray in a six-man. I forgot who else was the other guy. Juice Robinson and um, Flip Gordon. I forgot who else was with him. That was another street fight, garbage. And I'm like, okay, what happened here? What did, what did, where, where is this going? I mean, I thought Ring of Honor would put a better card in there. But then they, New Japan did not like what Ring of Honor did on the night of G1 Supercard. And that's when they decided to let Cass and Enzo jump over the barricade on a four-way tag team match that was to unify, not unify, it was Ring of Honor champions versus uh, IWGP champions in a four-way. And the Gorillas of Destiny ended up winning that match with leaving double champion. And then Enzo and Cass jumps the barricade, steals the thunder away from the, the Gorillas of Destiny, and that was the coffin, the nail in the coffin. When they allowed that to happen and did not tell New Japan, New Japan wrestlers and other wrestlers in New Japan said that they did not want to work with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, of course, trying to make sure that they repatch the, you know, the working relationship with New Japan. They allow Jeff Cobb to go out there. They allow um, who are they, like the Brody and Marty Scroll to go out there. But every other person, like Jay Lethal and others, they would not go overseas because New Japan didn't want them. New Japan wrestlers didn't even bother to go to, to, to out of, out of the, the show there out of nowhere. It was Global Wars. They usually had used New Japan wrestlers. New Japan booked that date for their show in New York. How ironic that the day they booked the show in New York, okay, in the building that Ring of Honor uses for the best in the world, which the best in the world was empty, Okay, which was not a decent card either. New Japan has issues on this show that you even saw the announcer that night and uh, was uh, uh, what was the show? Uh, Spirits on Leech in New York, where they did the Philly, the Philadelphia show, the New York show, and the Boston show. When they came to New York, somebody bossed the ambulance. Somebody tried to stop them from having an ambulance in the building that morning. Who, who knows if that was Ring of Honor? Because Ring of Honor knew that New Japan was coming to that to their building and this show was sold out. Best in the world for Ring of Honor, two months, three months before that, nearly empty. The Hammerstein Arena was empty. So who knows that Ring of Honor tries to, to botch, to sabotage, actually, New Japan's show. I mean, people may think I'm crazy, but who knows? It could happen. You know what I'm saying? Ring of Honor has been this bad since the beginning of the year. And they have not recuperated since that G1 supercar when Enzo and Cash jumped over the, the barricade because they were going to bring in Enzo and Cash. But New Japan was pissed. The whole building in Madison Square Garden, I was there live. People pulled them out of the building. People were pissed off. There was a brawl going on. That even in the, if you look, if you order the DVD, you could see in the background Enzo and Cash brawling with one of the Briscoes. And a lot, of, a lot of people were mad about that. It was the same night or the Hall of Fame induction when Bret Hart got speared by a, f- a crazy fan. 
same night. It was a crazy night that night. And I don't know. But it's crazy because it is what it is, you know. Um, right now, Ring of Honor don't look good. Um, I could say in 2020, they're not, they, might, they might go under. Unless they do some co-promotion with another federation, which is not going to be New Japan. Okay? And if it's not New Japan, it's somebody else. So, they're in trouble. They're in real trouble. CMML right now, it's not, they got a, a working relationship with them. CMML just lost one of their, uh, a wrestler called Mr. Nieblos, uh, Nieblos, who was the longest CMML champion, died yesterday at age 46. So, CMML has a lot of problems. The fact that they fired Roosh and then they fired uh, Dragon Lee, I don't know. And them attempting to bring in now a new faction on the Gouvernablis, uh with Roosh right now. They just lost Cole Cabana. They lost Shane Taylor. They lost Marty Scraw. What is left for, for, for Ring of Honor? I mean, they've been around by as long as TNA has been around. They've been around for these 17 years. I lost count. 2002, yeah, 17 years. Will they make it to the 18 years? Because right now, I just saw Final Battle, and it wasn't all that. The 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 fact that you put PCO, a 51 year old, what is it like? Somebody put what is it with these old Canadian champions? But let me tell you something. Chris Jericho is way better than PCO, any time of the week. Chris Jericho has changed the business, and I don't care what anybody says. Chris Jericho has uh, evolved as the time's gone on, and he's he's the one who makes AEW great. So especially his promos. Him and Cody Rhodes were the best promos all year. So, um, but yeah. And another real quick before I leave, House of Glory. Your guys don't see, not hear much of House of Glory because that's a New York independent wrestling promotion. But House of Glory just got bought by Master P. Now, I don't want to tell you right now. I am one of the family members of House of Glory. I mean, I've been going to the show since April. But the, 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 the fan base... And the people, the promotion, the wrestlers, they're like family. And I became like a family member in there with the fans and everybody. House of Glory right now has a lot of good wrestlers. Right now, the TJ, TJP is the crown jewel champion. You got Camp Broway. We just, I mean, we had the passing of Matt Travis. A lot of people heard about them. Uh, Party, Private Party came out of there. Uh, Centennial Ortiz came out of there. Uh, Pentagon and Phoenix are the world tag team champions in there. You got a lot of wrestlers there. Homicide has wrestled there. Low-key has wrestled there. Every, every wrestler that you can imagine, the Young Bucks, the, 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 the Hardys, everybody has come through that promotion, and they are making noise. And if you guys don't believe it, then watch and see. I mean, I'm sure Master P has a lot of plans. Um, our last show I went in December, uh, they had now a gigantic scream before they had no gigantic scream before for the rest of the entrance. That's just the start of great things to come. The better, more pro wrestling promotion, the better for the wrestlers and better for the fans. That's what I got to say. So for all you wrestling trolls who love sticking to one promotion and don't come outside of your box, well, that's going to be your loss. But don't come and jump on anybody's fan, uh, fan Facebook groups and get it, join the group just to be a troll because that's what's going on now. Uh, also, also wrestling fans that join these uh, AEW fa- Facebook groups or WWE Facebook group, whatever group you like, do not bring politics into a wrestling group, which is stupid. It's very stupid. It's very 
ignorant, don't bring that crap into a wrestling group. Wrestling groups are to be talked about wrestling only. Yes, you may not agree with some of the stuff. Some of you wrestling fans act like little kids. Well, I'm going to keep it real. Whether you like it or not, you act like little kids. You think that, oh, oh, you're wrong. But listen, we agree to disagree. You don't have to like what my taste. I don't have to like your taste. We could agree on that. We got different opinions. And that's a problem with the wrestling industry. Uh, industry fan base, actually. Well, this video, uh, this podcast is long. So um, um, the reason I did it long, because this is my last podcast of the year. And um, I want to thank all my fans, all the fan base that supported this uh, podcast during the four-month journey. Because it's only been four months. I started this on the week weekend of July 4th. Here we are, Christmas Eve. I'm still going strong. Uh, I want to thank to everybody who showed me love this year, especially those people who supported me when I came up with this idea. Um, definitely shout out to my boy Vernick uh, from R32 Store. Again, if you guys have not gone to his website, if you like to hook up your shirts, apparel, any design, whatever, this, he is the man to get in contact with. You go to www r32 store um, i'm sorry www.r32.store and you go into his webpage and you see all his design if you want to call him directly or you want to email him you get all his information in there so again shout out to my boy vernick and the r32 store for showing me love uh especially him he gave me the opportunity to actually uh go to a show the east coast professional wrestling uh, show in Highland Mills, New York this past November and actually made, I actually had the opportunity to do commentating with some great guys from the uh, Slow Pitch Wrestling Podcast love to them um, so I was able to do that with them so it's been a great year uh, of wrestling I got to meet a lot of wrestlers, I got to meet Marty Scroll, I got to meet Victoria, I got to meet um, oh my god uh the lucha bros that they, they were great uh just met loki not long ago matt taven um uh devon dudley mark henry enzo i got to see him pass by me um it, it's, it's it's been a selena de la renta it's been a great year for me i was able to see the g1 supercar when i thought i wasn't able to get tickets i was able to see that that was my wrestlemania moment master square garden was able to see the new japan Pro wrestling promotion in there, even though it was Ring of Honor connected, but I wanted to see the Jay Whites. I wanted to see the Bullet Club, the music Bullet Club ringing in Madison Square Garden was the best moment of my life since I am a big time Bullet Club mark. And um, it has been a great year. So, with that, I want to give all my podcast fans uh, a warm thank you. I hope your holidays will go well, whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, Christmas, Three Kings, whatever. Whatever you celebrate, uh, I want to thank you. Uh, I hope you continue to support my podcast, The Chokesland Wrestling Report, uh, either the audio, which is in Google, Apple, Spotify, St- Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora. I'm everywhere. So you guys could do that. I also have my YouTube channel which I will try to revamp before the year begins. I'm still waiting for my boy Sarax to give me the, the, the green light if he has my my new look. But you guys could check out the Chokeland Wrestling Report in YouTube. Um, you could check out the videos I had left there. I haven't downloaded anything since November. Check it out. Check the video contest. you like it, give me a thumbs up. If 
you do like it, subscribe to it, hit the notification bell for anything that you like in there. But again, thank you for everybody who supported the audio Chalkslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one. Once again, shout out to R32 Store uh, for supporting me. Shout out definitely to my boy James Santiago and the Turbanker Tabloid for allowing me to be part of their show this past Saturday. Um, again, letting me call in and give my input on the Ring of Honor situation. Much love and to everybody. Love to AEP, Ole Lee Podcast, and Tiffany and them. Um, so hopefully we could one day uh, meet up and do a, a collaboration across some promotion in the future. With that, guys, I say goodbye. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'll see you guys January 2nd with the AEW, first AEW review, Dynamite of the Year.